0: Hi guys and welcome back to Fit with Viv and Kate. So this week's episode what are we talking about Katie? Well first off mental health check. How are you? Me, I'm <laughs> fabulous. Actually, you know, I keep getting comments and like from people that I used to talk to and they're like you seem so happy and I'm like is that not was i not happy <laughs> yeah but also like the fact that people comment on that i'm like are you not ha-? i don't know it's yeah. like oh like you breathe i'm like you know it's like the fact that i they feel the need to comment on that, i'm like hmm.
1: somebody at work the other day was katie you don't you don't look very good today. I was like, what? (laughs) I was like, I feel fine. I don't know why I need to prove myself to you, but thank you. Are you concerned? Are you going to ask me how I am? Or are you just going to comment that I don't look good today?
0: Oh my God. That's so funny. That's something I would say to somebody.
1: I was like, what? But yeah, no, but I think, um, personally, I've been feeling a little anxious lately. So I think it's interesting that today's topic is actually about like our anxieties in the gym and kind of the fears we have, um, throughout our fitness journey. So that's what we're going to talk to you guys about today because I think no matter where you're at in your journey, if you're starting it and you're starting the fat loss phase or if you're bulking or wherever you're at, you probably have some sort of fear and anxiety around fitness. So we're going to chat through that today. Ooh, I love it. And I just realized that's
0: why you asked me how (laughs) I was. Well, yesterday I posted on my story how um, I was feeling anxious. And what I used to do was just sit at home, put on Netflix, And then Netflix wouldn't distract me enough from my emotions. So then I'd like go grab a snack. And then if I had wine, I'd like pour myself a glass of wine because, you know, that's such a anxiety calmer in our society. Um, But that just was a spiral to more anxiety and more food and more alcohol. So yesterday and what I've been doing instead is going on a walk and just going outdoors in the sunshine way more helpful way more actually calming
1: and brings me to a very centered place I love that So what should we talk through today? Do you want to talk about travel first? Do we want to talk about restaurants? I think when we think about anxiety, I think there are a couple sides of of that that you can think about. Like for me, I have very specific components of losing weight that were anxiety driving for me. And then I have certain aspects of like society and life that are a bit anxiety ridden because of fitness. So I think no matter where you're at, you can probably relate to something we're going to talk about. So I know we touched on travel a couple of weeks ago, and I think that's really relevant to me right now because I leave next week for a trip so that's kind of weighing on my mind but I think we don't need to talk about travel too much since we did a whole episode on that but I did want to just touch on that since um I'm going through it right now
0: yeah that's true you are going away next week so how are you feeling like with just knowing okay you know it's not a big deal it's vacation like there's a lifestyle but with that how are you still because you can know something but still feel you know stressed and anxious so I'm curious what the general feeling has been for you.
1: So this trip is different for me and I think I'm more anxious about it because I've actually taken a step back from the planning. Usually I'm the friend that's in charge of everything and so I can dictate kind of what we're doing and make myself comfortable and usually everyone else is happy because they don't really care and they'll do anything. Um, But I've let go of the reins for this trip and I'm letting my friend Brittany plan and I'm like half of me is really excited that I don't have to have that pressure and then half of me is like oh my gosh but she doesn't know I need this this and this to survive right so the anxiety for me is like I really want to let go and I really want to let her plan and I really just want to enjoy myself but I'm in Um, For those of you that don't know, I'm reverse dieting and I'm like kind of bulking and lifting a lot and trying to get really strong. And so for me, I'm going to pretty much have four days off from lifting. And I think that's what's making me nervous is that when I come back, I feel like I'm going to lose all the strength that I had before, which logically I know is silly and I know you don't lose your strength over three days or four days. But I think that's kind of the piece that's causing me the most anxiety right now.
0: You know, I... I think that's very common for people who are very dedicated to their fitness journey. I mean, some people can use different words. You can call it dedicated. You can call it obsessed. But at the (laughs) end of the day, it's just in my eyes, it really is. You are really dedicated because this is something that you've deemed very important to you which is totally fine. And I think with that being said, I mean, the most committed to fitness people I know do get anxious around vacation time. I know I did. And at the end of the day, the thoughts, they are going to come up. I find that you cannot prevent them. You cannot stop them. But what you can do is allow yourself to experience those thoughts you don't actually have to believe them and as you are going on your trip I love that you allowed somebody else to take the reins in planning because what that is going to subconsciously tell your body is hey I don't have to plan and be anxious and stressed and be neurotic all the time about this even if that's how you feel the fact that you are acting in a different way your body and your thoughts and your everything is going to eventually be in alignment with that just like in the beginning of your fitness journey you were working out eating healthy but you didn't it wasn't comfortable it wasn't who you were it wasn't your identity but the more your actions said that the more you took those actions now the more you subconsciously tell your body oh I am a fit person it's the same thing with anxiety and stress around vacation or whatever you are anxious about with with you know fitness what is going to happen is you are not going to feel comfortable you're just not and I'm there's nothing that I could tell you to be like oh it's okay don't stress you're just gonna stress you're gonna be anxious it's fine but the biggest thing that you're doing is that you're taking different actions and you're not acting like an anxious person by trying to control everything you are just taking a step back you're breathing you're still feeling anxious but you are taking different actions and so after what's going to happen is you're going to see okay I'm not 300 pounds overweight I'm okay like my strength is fine and that is going to be more evidence for you for the next vacation to be like it's okay and it's going to accumulate to the point where you know maybe five vacations you're going to be like I am not worried at all so this first one when you let someone else plan so normal it's just you're just gonna have to go through the emotions and deal with it it's like a breakup like you can't prevent (laughs) sadness you just gotta go
1: through it I'm starting to practice like manifestation so like before my trip I'm gonna say I'm gonna have a good time I'm going to be relaxed I'm going to enjoy myself and actually I think this is going to be good for me because Viv knows I'm really bad at rest like when I'm in my routine and I'm pushing it hard and I'm grinding every day like that's my mindset and I think this vacation will kind of force me to rest and recover which like I've been beating myself down a little bit like I've been working really hard lately and I think that rest is actually going to benefit me in the long run so I think switching the mindset like you said changing the way you talk to yourself and changing the way you're viewing this vacation I think that's really going to help me so thank you <laughs> I love
0: the manifestation yeah. I'm such a big believer in it and I'm glad that you're utilizing that in your trip because I know it is going to make such a difference like what you tell yourself it's everything it's, it's absolutely everything. So if you tell yourself, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm stressed versus oh my gosh, I'm going to have fun and I'm going to enjoy myself, it already sets that tone in your body um, and it's going to, it's really going to affect your trip. So I'm excited to hear our podcast episode after your trip to see like how did everything go how did you feel like and how did the manifestation affect your overall trip
1: right it's like a roller coaster like the anticipation is always worse than the actual ride right so I know when I'm on my trip I'm gonna have a perfectly fine time and I know afterwards I'm gonna be like why the hell was I so anxious it's just the build-up of like thinking everything's gonna like go off plan and I'm not gonna be able to survive or whatever it's so ridiculous but um yeah it's it's always the build up that i think causes the most anxiety and then i'm completely fine once i'm on the plane and i'm there and i'm doing my life so i think that's funny.
0: Yeah no i i think that for everything it is always the build up and the anxiety beforehand cuz once you go through it it's like oh it's not that bad. But learning how to deal with that before pre jitters with whatever it is it's, it's really important in helping you just maintain a, you know, stable mentality so that even though you know, okay, pre-jitters are going to come no matter what, I can at least talk myself down from it. Um, so yeah, glad yeah. we talked about that. And I know what has been so relevant to me is eating out. I know you saw that on my story this week and we just touched on it a bit. Um, but again, when you're really dedicated to your fitness goals – Anybody who has ever competed, anybody who has ever really been just focused on getting to their fitness goal, losing weight, whatever, you know how much more of a challenge it can be to stay on track with your goals if you're eating out often. Now, with that being said, I used to eat that often all the time. I really don't anymore, Um, but I really went to the side of, I'm just gonna cook all of my meals. So again, when I became really hyper-focused on cooking all of my meals, when I did eat out, that definitely caused that anxiety and that anxiousness. And this week, I really challenged myself because I set rules for myself that I eat out twice a week because that is what has given me the structure to really say, okay, these are the days I'm going to cook and then these are the days that I'm going to eat out so that I, my mind kind of has that idea so it doesn't feel like it's going crazy, but it also has enough structure. Nothing wrong with that. But there comes a point where... Too much structure and not enough flexibility once you've gotten the habit of whatever it is you're doing can actually hinder your experience with life. Um, it's, it's really up to you what type of life you're trying to experience. Like if you're trying to hone down on one thing your whole life, if you are trying to go to the Olympics, master a skill, you have a business that you just want to take to literally the heights of the moon that's going to require a hell of a lot of discipline and focus that is fine what I want right now for my fitness is just enjoying myself every day and if that means that some days I want to go out to eat and I don't want to cook at home I want to honor that without having to stress about you know counting my macros or not being 1 million percent on my plan and that's just my current fitness goals so I I am currently challenging myself to eat out more so I think this week I want to say I ate out four times and we might go out again tonight so that'd be five and so that's a lot more than than I'm used to and every single time kind of like I was telling Katie how you're gonna have those pre-jitters Every single time, I always have the thoughts of, oh my gosh, but like my fitness journey and what if I lose progress? What if I gain weight? All of that still comes up in my mind. All of it. Every single thought still happens. The difference now is that I don't listen to those voices. I'm like, this is going to be fun. Like how Katie was talking about what she tells herself in manifestation. I tell myself, this is going to be such a fun time. I'm going to really enjoy the food. I'm going to portion control. I'm going to really eat my food slowly. I'm going to really enjoy the company that I'm with. And I tell myself these things and I just tell myself that over and over again. And I really feel like I picture myself. I visualize myself there, enjoying myself, being present and feeling my mind more of that than my thoughts of, oh my gosh, but what if, what if, what if, what if, right? All my anxieties. And so showing myself more and more that, hey, I can do this. And the repercussions that I was so scared of, they're not true. And I'm going to be okay, but you have to actually show yourself that you're gonna be okay, not just tell yourself. Because again, it's the actions that we take and that we do that are much stronger in telling our subconscious, you know, who we are and what we believe as truths. So for me, eating out, like since the beginning of my finished journey, starting in 2020 that has definitely been the number one thing that has constantly been an anxiety for me some weeks have been better than others and i've recently finally just said hey i'm actually going to actively challenge myself to sit in the place that i'm fearful and uncomfortable because if i wait till scenarios arise and i don't prepare for battle right i'm not really gonna have the best mental tools because i'm basically being pushed into the situation that I don't feel that I actively chose. Like for example, a friend's birthday party. Why don't I actually just plan out, um, you know, going out to eat when I don't actually normally schedule it so I can practice this calmness and practice this portion control and practice the mindset of just because I'm eating out doesn't mean I need to go ham. Um, And I know that this week was definitely a great experiment for me and something that I'm going to continue to do because again I still feel the anxiety even as I talk about this I still feel the anxiety and stress that I feel to go out to eat um, and so it's just a learning curve and I and I want to I want you to know that it's not like, oh, you get over it one day by showing yourself. No, it takes time. It takes time. It takes continual action of doing what you're scared of, but eventually that fear will go away.
1: And I think my natural instinct with anxiety is avoidance. I'm going to avoid whatever it is that is filling me with anxiety. That's just kind of my coping mechanism. But I actually think that's dangerous in this situation. I think with eating out and food in general – Um, Avoiding the behavior or not going out to eat because you're worried about X, Y, and Z actually is going to create kind of a bad relationship with food, which when I started my journey was like the first thing I said to myself, I do not want to build a bad relationship with food. Like I do not want to be scared of food. I do not want to be that person that accidentally falls into like an eating disorder because of the way I'm treating my fitness journey. So for me, eating out is actually the one place where I don't practice avoidance because I really want to, like Viv said, sit in that uncomfortable because eating out is a part of life. And especially these days, like it's a social interaction. It's something that you're really not going to get around. Um, but personally, like the first year I worked with Viv, I didn't eat a single meal out. I think I I cooked every meal for like a year when I was in my really deep weight loss phase. I ate at home every single day so after a year of that I think Viv gave me like my first cheat meal and so we started calling them cheat meals and so I would have one meal out on the weekends that was like I didn't have to track I didn't have to think about and I would go ham like you just said that you try not to do so like I've been through a constant evolution of eating out so it went from not eating out at all to having a cheat meal that like was not not good to now I get weekends where I'm not tracking and I eat more out on the weekends than I typically do but I'm in a place right now mentally where like I'm not going ham I'm not eating fast food for those meals like I'm making conscious decisions of what's going to feel good for my body and more intuitive for me so I'm definitely still anxious when I eat out and I definitely still have those same thoughts of like if I eat this cheeseburger I'm going to go back to being 200 pounds like And that's something I'm really working on. So I think the more you do it, and to Viv's point, she ate ate out five times this week as an experiment. Like, I think that's awesome because the more you practice it, the more likely those thoughts will disappear at some point. Maybe not forever, like those thoughts will creep back, but I think the more you practice, the more in tune you are with your body.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. And it also, just take into account where you are in your fitness journey, because for me... I I will tell you that I definitely have seen a change in my body with eating out in terms of I'm not as super, super tight as I was when I was cooking all my meals. But again, I've had to teach myself to not be overly attached to the leanness and how I look. But that is my choice because I know what it feels like to hold on to a look And you're just so constantly holding on to that look and so anxiously holding on to it that truly you are not experiencing life to the fullest. And if you are in that part of your journey, that's totally okay. There was a part where I didn't want to let that go and I embraced the shit out of that. I was like, you know what? No, I don't want to eat out. I really want to just be on point and that's okay. And now I'm at a point where currently... I do want to be more, feel more free. I want to give myself more freedom. I want to allow myself to not be so attached to things. And again, that is just where I am in my current journey. And it ebbs and flows like everything does. Like when you work, sometimes you'll want to work a lot and then you'll need a lot of rest. And then you want to work a lot and then you need a lot of rest. So right now I'm in a place where I want to be a little bit more flexible. But I'm sure there will be a point where if I like maybe the flexibility I've overdone that or I'm good on that part then I'm gonna go okay I want to rein things back in I want to give myself a new goal it's not bad to have those fluctuations I would say just watch out when those fluctuations are harming you and your mental health in the sense that you're gonna eat nothing one day and then you're gonna binge the next and then feel super guilty and beat yourself up fluctuations I would question them when they are harming your mental health but small fluctuations being more on point some weeks being a little less on point other weeks I in my opinion and we all have our own opinions believe that is totally normal as humans because we cannot always be hundred percent on there's a reason why we need to sleep there's a reason why we need to rest
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I even like, I ate out quite a bit last weekend just due to like busy schedules and where I was at at the time. Like I just really had to eat out. And I remember like started Monday, I was like, wow, I'm so excited to cook at home. I'm so excited to like eat clean because I'm, I'm kind of sick of it. And I think if you give yourself the ability to do that ebb and flow and to make sure you're listening to your body and listening to all of these different aspects, like you'll, you'll build a better rapport with yourself and your relationship with food and eating out will become less anxiety filled. At some point, <laughs> so I think that's a good segue into the next thing that we we both have anxiety about is dealing with friends and family and how to communicate your journey to friends and family, how to deal with social events when you're with friends and family. And this is really I can relate to this a lot because today I'm going to a family barbecue, um, and in the beginning of my journey, I had a really hard time. Because I felt like a gigantic burden. Like I would go to family events. And my family knew about my journey. And were extremely supportive. But I also felt like they were taking it to another level. So like we'd go to an event. And my mom would be like can you eat this? Can you eat this? Can you eat this? Can you do this? Can you do that? Is this going to be okay for you? And I kind of had to be like mom. Like yes. Thank you so much for being on my level. And for accepting this journey. But please like I need you to let me handle this on my own like I just felt like I was such a burden to those people and then I had Brian's family who didn't understand my journey as much and I maybe I wasn't as explicit with stating like what I was going through but I would go to those events and it would be big barbecues like I'm going to today with like pulled pork and brisket and mashed potato you know all this really good food that at the time I was trying to avoid and I would kind of have to just like linger in the background you know they'd say do you want pie and I'd be like no I'm good and I didn't want to offend people right and I didn't want to be that person that was like annoying and not eating the food and not drinking the drinks and so That's kind of the hard part and the hard side of family is like you want to please them. You don't want to offend anybody, but you want to stick to your guts and your guns and and do what you want to do. So I think, yeah, I've had an interesting ride with with dealing with family through this.
0: I definitely have had a different experience because I feel like I got a lot of my um, food Tendencies from my older brother. So he kind of set the tone of eating super healthy and he never would eat my mom's cooking and she would make like amazing Vietnamese food. So she would never eat his food. He would only eat grilled chicken breast and broccoli and like a little bit of ketchup. And so because he did that, I mean, he basically made it okay or at least like more acceptable. So I followed suit and really I was like his female shadow because I really looked up to him so ever and that was when I was I think that was when I was like 14 when I started doing the nutrition part so since 14 my parents my brother and my extended family have always associated me with eating ultra healthy so like because they expect that from me they don't even ask or tempt me or question and I totally appreciate that um, I mean, I don't know what they think about it, but their, you know, their opinions, that's not my business, so that's totally okay. But when it comes to, um, you know, actually in, I think, was it Christmas that we went to go see Dee's family and Thanksgiving, we went to go see his family in California um, and his family, they cook a lot. Um, and they, like, food is really big in their culture You know, and when people cook food and you eat it, it means so much to them, right? When you say no to cooking, like, dude, if you say no to, like, a grandma's cooking, oh my gosh, that's the worst thing. You you might as well stab her in the freaking heart, right? (laughs) Like, that's awful. So I kind of had that in the back of my mind every time I would go visit his family. But I also, in my heart, like, I did want to share... I did want to share times where I was going to eat with them. I didn't want to just, like, totally not eat anything. Like, a part of me did want to do that. But another part also was, like, I only want to, like, I want to cook most of my meals. And then maybe for, like, dinner or if it's a special event or if it's actual Christmas or Thanksgiving Day, I do want to share the food with you guys. But if it's before Christmas, if it's after Christmas, I don't feel the need to. But they'd still have cooking. And so... I, I did say no a lot and I really had to honestly for me more than anything it was really like you said sticking to my guns without feeling because they never pressured me they were so sweet about it but you still feel bad you know and I mean like I think it's really learning though to take responsibility for yourself and not take responsibility for other people's emotions um and that was one thing that I really had to learn like I'm going to eat out and eat their cooking when it is my decision, right? And if it is not my decision, if I don't want to, if I don't feel like it for whatever reason, I don't have to, right? I don't and they're not no one's even saying anything. They're not guilting me. It's just me imposing self-guilt because yes. I stink. You know, maybe they are, maybe they are going to be a bit sad. Maybe in your family, if you're listening, you know for sure they're going to be upset but it's really about hey you got to set your boundaries again you have to take responsibility for your emotions and let other people take responsibility for their emotions right because you if you didn't ask them to do this right it doesn't it's it's not something that you have to take on your own emotions and so i really had to learn that with d's family And not even just his family, but just like the family of your significant other. You want them to like you. You want them to approve of you. But I will say what did help is that his younger sister, she is so unapologetic, girl. She (laughs) will say no to the food. She will eat her own stuff and not feel an ounce bad about it. So it actually helped because his sister um, was really understanding like well she just didn't even care like she didn't understand it she just didn't even give a shit like she was like oh yeah, yeah you do you because for her she made a really big fitness nutrition transformation too and she like Dee was telling me how she always like she would never eat what everyone else was eating but she had no apologies about it and I actually like finally funny enough whenever I would go see his family I would tap into um I actually made a video today about like and having an alter ego I would kind of be like what would she do but like, she wouldn't give a fuck so i was like you know what i wouldn't be like her i'm not going to care cuz she wouldn't apologize like she wouldn't care she's like no like i'm trying to be healthy i i have my goals and i'm going to do me right and i actually loved i love that he had that in his family because it helped me be like oh well it, you know and she was at all the events so it, it honestly like I don't I don't know if she's listening to this she's probably not but she was such a source of inspiration for me I even asked her I was like did people try to guilt you she's like yeah but like I don't care I was (laughs) like
1: wow that's cool (laughs) I think it does come down a lot to how you react and how your demeanor is so for example like with Brian's family I actually think Maybe I was putting that on them that I was just assuming they felt bad or they, you know, they were mad at me or whatever. Like, I don't think anyone cared, right? Like, do what you want to do. Nobody cares. Eat the mashed potatoes. Don't eat the mashed potatoes. I think on some level they felt bad because they didn't have options I could eat. So for me, I needed to make sure I didn't look upset. I didn't guilt them in any way for not having food I could eat. Like I would eat before family events, be completely fine, right? Like like I don't care. I'm doing what I need to do. But for me, the the anxiety comes around feeling like they feel bad. And that's not something you can control. Like Viv said, people feel their own feelings like that's not your problem. But I think one thing I learned to control was like my facial expressions, how I was reacting. Like instead of shying away in the corner while everyone sat together and ate, I would sit at the table, I would join the meals, and I would be a part of that family function even if I wasn't eating the mashed potatoes. Right. So I think showing up with the, with the specific demeanor is actually really going to help you. And whether you're doing the whole fake it till you make it type of thing, like still do that. Cause I think it really impacts your thoughts. Like the way your mind reacts to your body is really incredible.
0: That is such a helpful tip. I think if anything, if you could take away anything from this episode, it really would be show up as you normally would show up as you, you know, if you, if you are at a family function and you, are, you like to talk to people and you want to show up and you want to be there and you want to be happy and friendly, don't let the fact that you're going to change your food decisions change your energy, change your, you know, how you interact with other people because the more self-conscious you are about it, the more people will actually feel that and you will, they will literally radiate that back to you so not only are you self-conscious and worried about what they're thinking but now that they feel that energy they're going to kind of feel like well maybe she is doing something bad because she is acting that way but if you act the same like everything is normal you're happy you're talking but you're just choosing not to have the foods at some point they're gonna be like well I guess it's normal because she's you know it's she's acting like it's not a big deal so I guess it's not because we really um we follow the energy of other people, right? And so it's so important that you stay true to your own energy and, and you don't let those worries or anxieties or fears of what other people think affect you. And on a side note, okay, I think this is absolutely hilarious. So Dio is telling me a story how he'll literally walk by a crowd, like, right? He just walked by a crowd and then because because we mirror other people he'll go, oh shit, what's that? And he'll duck and he'll look up and he'll like pretend like a plane is crashing down. The whole group, he doesn't know these people, the whole group will be like, oh my gosh, what? And everyone will duck and crowd and be like, holy shit, what's that? And he's like, got you. Oh my God. But it just shows because people mirror you. So if you act calm in a situation that they think it's stressful, they're going to be like, okay, well, maybe it's not a big deal. Maybe it's not stressful because this person is not really acting like it. So maybe I'm just overreacting, right? So making sure that you don't, not only do you not project what you are scared of other people, um, but like not making that a cycle and you're scared and now you're actually kind of making them think that too. And it's, it's a, yeah, it's a vicious cycle that happens.
1: The other thing, this, this can be my last comment on this topic, but I think with friends and family, what I've been really conscious of and what I've been actively trying to make sure does not happen is that. I don't want them to feel judged, right? Like I don't want my friends to feel judged if they're binge drinking and I'm sober the last thing I want is for you to think I'm judging your life choices because what I don't want is for you to judge me so I'm not going to pass judgment on you and I've done some self-reflecting lately on judgment because I find like especially at the gym like I'm fairly judgmental when I don't want to be and I think it's a defense like I think I judge people before they have the chance to judge me and so in social situations friends or family I try to go into it with without passing judgment on anybody if someone just ate their sixth slice of pie, like I'm not gonna say a damn thing. I don't care. Eat that six piece of pie. Like you go girl. Um because I don't want that judgment in return. So that's something I've been trying to practice.
0: Dude, I love that. I think a lot of people actually don't realize that the more you judge other people, uh, the more you're actually just hurting yourself because now you're gonna feel like, well if you do that or if you do anything because you judge people, you're going to expect that other people judge you too. So I love that you come into that mindset of like, you want to make sure you're not bringing that to others. And I think more than anything, you don't even have to say it. People feel like it's energy is way more important than feeling because I know, dude, I say some questionable shit all the time. Like (laughs) I say some things that could questionably be very offensive, but it's the energy that I bring with it that causes people to not be offended. Words, words, don't matter as much as you think it does energy is everything because someone can say I'm not judging you oh but you know you know that they are you're like oh I can feel your judgment I don't care what you say it is energy so really making sure that you're energetically feeling what you're saying is also going to be really helpful when you go into a situation whether that's you know the gym or you know whatever it may be
1: Yeah, my dad used to say, and this used to drive me crazy as a kid, but he used to say, it's not what you said, it's how you said it. yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I didn't say it like anything. But the more I grow up and the more I hear things, and even when I'm being communicated, like when my boyfriend says something to me, sometimes I'm like, that was really rude. And he's like, no, it wasn't. I was like, it's not what you said, it's how you said it. And I, like, throw it back. And it's really funny because now I use it all the time. But I think the tone, your voice, the body language you have, it's, it's everything conveys a lot more than just the words themselves. And it's a great point.
0: Dude, it's so, oh my God, it's so true. I mean, it's like when parents try to tell their kids, say you're sorry, and they're like, sorry. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. I don't know if that's what your dad did exactly. to you. Exactly. Yeah, and you know, like, <laughs> exactly. they're just saying it because they're not actually sorry. They just, you know, they want their toy back or whatever. They yeah. they're, they won from you. Um, so we have two more topics, but I think what I want to touch on mostly is gaining back weight. Oof the fears and anxieties around that, just because I feel like both of us had such significant transformations, um, obviously mentally, but like weight was a big part of it. Like the size was a big part of that transformation. You know what I mean? So I know for me, um, I'll kind of share my experience with that fear of gaining weight back. I personally have like a a number that if I get there, it's like, oh no. I, no, 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 I can't, no, I'm getting back on the reins of things, like, but to be fair, I currently am in a place where I want to maintain, so it really comes down to the intention of your goals, because with, but honestly, even though you're, even if your goal is to gain weight and muscle, it can still be hard when you're so attached to weight loss, especially as a female, like, I've definitely experienced that before, But I know for me, there is still this like, I don't want to get past a certain number on the scale, um, you know, because I don't want to slip back into old habits. And there is actually a fair point to that. I don't think it's like, I don't think it's completely negative because people who maintain their weight loss their whole lives, they have a, a check place and system. Because you know, if you start gaining the 10 pound mark, like, extra 10, 20, 30 pounds, if you're not trying to, like, gain muscle or anything, you're literally just trying to lose, keep your weight off, Um, there is some merit to, okay, like, my weight's starting to creep back up, maybe I should, you know, slow down on the cookies or whatever it is, right? Maybe I should start walking a bit more. There's some merit to that. I mean, like, just thinking logically, yeah, it does make sense, right? I think when it comes to what your intention is right and not chaining yourself too much to a specific number or goal and like being flexible with what is realistic because 5 10 15 pound fluctuations also depending on your height it can be very very normal and it doesn't mean anything good or bad but if you if it's like oh my gosh i gained 0.01 pound like holy shit, I need to like go run five miles. I think it's just being realistic with yourself. And I'm not going to tell you what's right or wrong. I'm not going to tell you the weight range that is good or bad because, again, there really is no such thing. It's just what is right for you. Some people can be really on point without having the neuroses. Some people cannot. So it's very individual in terms of what is going to be right for you. But I know for me, I do definitely want to maintain a certain level of fitness, leanness, like weight range and I've just learned not to be too neurotic about it but also there is merit to that and if I do start slipping with both like my habits and maybe the weight range that's a signal to me hey Vivian do you need to switch things up
1: so I actually am not tied to a number like um the weight itself really doesn't mean anything to me because to your point, you know, well, I'm 5'8". So, like, weight for me is different from a five-foot person. You know, the number itself, I think, doesn't doesn't hold any anxiety for me. But what does is the decrease or increase day over day or week over week. That's where right. I find a lot. Yeah. So, I think, okay, so let's take it back, right? I was losing weight for, what, a year and a half, I was decreasing weight every day, every week. I was tied. I weighed myself every day for a year and a half. Every single day, I stepped on a scale and tracked my weight. And I think for anything, if you have a year and a half of that habit, it is extremely hard to 24 hours later, flip it to the opposite. So when I got to my low, low, I had to buy all new clothes. I was getting compliments on my weight. You know, I was the leanest I'd literally ever been in my whole entire life. That That is... really interesting place to be. It's somewhere completely new for me. I never got compliments on my weight. I never got compliments of like, you look so thin. You look amazing. You've done so great. You know, I was getting all of this praise for all this hard work I've done. And then the next day Viv was like, all right, let's start bulking. And I was like, yo, what? No, I just got here. Like, let me live in this for a little bit. But I I had to realize as well, like, you're right. I'm I'm actually too lean almost. Like I do want to get better. I want to get stronger. And with that mindset change, I then had to realize, okay, the weight is going to go up. You are going to see an increase on the scale rather than a decrease every single day. And that's okay. And I'm really lucky because I have Viv to kind of bring me down and ground me when I'm freaking out. So I know like... I don't know how many months we're into bulking, probably four or five at this point, but I'm up 10 pounds and that sounds so freaking scary. But if you separate from the emotion of that number and you step away and you say, okay, yeah, that's 10 pounds up on a scale, but technically I still look really lean. I feel better than I do when I was 10 pounds lighter. I feel stronger. I feel healthier and I'm not getting comments of, Ooh, you've gained 10 pounds. Haven't you? Like no one notices. So. I do my very best to separate myself from that number as much as I can.
0: I love that you are not tied to a specific number because you're right. Especially you are super tall. So, and especially with the muscle amount of muscle we want to build, there's a really good chance that your, you know, weight that you're going to be happy at is actually gonna be a lot higher than what we got you down to your very, very leanest. And I think that's so Good to know. Um, I want to bring it from my perspective where, so I'm 5'2", and the amount of muscle that I currently have. So, we have a genetically predetermined amount of muscle that we can maximally build. Um, And so, the closer we get to that, the harder it will be to put on muscle. But if you're a beginner lifter, since you've never lifted, you don't really have any muscle, it's a lot easier to see gains fast. But the longer. And more advanced you become, you'll actually notice that your gains start to slow. So I personally feel like, and I could totally be wrong, but just knowing my personal body type and how I've been throughout my life, I feel like where I'm currently at with my body, how much muscle I have. I definitely would like to gain some more muscle, but I'm fairly happy with the current amount of muscle I have. I don't really want to put on that much more and so with that being said I know the number the physique that for me feels best but if you're listening to this maybe you relate to Katie maybe you're not even tall but you know that you do not have the amount of muscle that you want to have understand that your weight that your target weight that you might have in your head I would really urge you or ask you to question that and be more flexible or even just let it go because If you've never lifted, if you don't know what your muscle potential even close to is, your weight could be a lot higher than what you estimate your goal weight is. Um, And most people come to me, they think they want to be at a certain weight, but they really want to be able to look in the mirror and say, I love what I see. And I find that's way more important for clients, um, you know, than being like, oh yes, I am this number on the scale every day it's really like I just want to love what I see and I want to love how I feel every day and I find that is you know the big picture and so when you are feeling anxious about your weight or anything like that remember the bigger picture of you want to feel your best and most confident and that can vary that can definitely vary and I know even for me like my current what I love in terms of my physique that can vary based on Life, if I ever have children, things like that. So it's always going to be fluid and fluctuating. Um, So with that being said, would you like to close us out, Katie?
1: Yeah, I think just one thing I want to remind everybody, it's a journey, right? No matter where you're at, if you feel like you've gained too much weight and you want to drop it, you can. If you feel like you're too lean and you want to gain more weight, you can. So I think something that always calms my nerves and always calms that anxiety if I come back to it is like you can control your destiny. You know, Viv told me, I think last week in my check-in, she said, girl, we can cut at any time you want to. If you're feeling too big, like let's cut. So I think just reminding yourself that nothing is permanent and like you can do whatever you want to do. That, that's going to get to where you are to be happy and healthy. Um, so thank you guys for letting us talk to you this week about anxiety. I know a lot of the times mental health has a huge stigma around it, and I just don't want anyone to feel like they're alone. So if you have nerves about these things, if you're feeling anxious, anxious, we're here for you. Um, you know, I'm really open about talking about my feelings and all that jazz and being very vulnerable, and thank you guys for giving us a place to do it. Um, we've actually set up an email. So it's going to be fit with Viv and Kate at gmail.com. If you want to send us your stories, you want to send us your success stories, or if you're feeling anxious, please reach out. Or if you just want to say hi, um, I check it every day. So feel free to send us a message. And thanks. All right, guys.
0: So with that being said, we are going to end this week's podcast. And I go- hope you guys have the most amazing week. Go make it your bitch.